Real talk, I have not been this overwhelmed since I brought my first newborn home from the hospital almost 16 years ago. The stress of what we're dealing with is real, real. Ms. Rona has impacted almost every area of my life. Both my husband Lennon and I are self-employed in businesses that are heavily based on interacting with people in person in New York City. So I'm obviously concerned about our businesses and our finances. I'm concerned about my family's physical and emotional health during this time. We have two people that are like family to us who've tested positive for coronavirus. And last but not least, my mom had a stroke while all of this has been going on. But you know what? Everybody has roughly the same story. We're all having to deal with overwhelm in an environment where everybody is overwhelmed and stressed out as we all try to maneuver through this global pandemic. And I've learned a lot about myself. I consider myself to be a very self-aware person, but I have learned some stuff during this time. First of all, I am much more of an introvert than I thought. As long as I have my snacks, some good books, and my dumbbells, I can stay in the house for days, y'all. So that was a revelation to me. I am much more of an introvert than I thought. Second, This crisis has taught me some things about dealing with overwhelm and particularly how I deal with overwhelm. And I'm sharing these not because I have all the answers, but because I'm hoping that by voicing these, it'll help you find more agency and power in dealing with whatever overwhelm you, a colleague, a friend or family member may be experiencing. So the first thing that I want to share, and this right here was so key for me, is I had to learn to recognize the signs of overwhelm within myself. So let's talk about normal me. Normal me is unfazed by difficulty. Normal me doesn't give up. Normal me believes that every problem has a solution. We just haven't found it yet. Normal me believes that me and Jesus can kick some serious butt and take names. Now let's talk about overwhelmed me. Let's meet overwhelmed me. Overwhelmed me. I don't scream, I don't cry, I don't yell when I get overwhelmed. When I am overwhelmed, I simply and quietly quit. I give up. And I will have a very rational conversation with you about why I'm quitting. And it will make sound like it makes all the sense in the world. But up under all that rationality, all that rationality is just a cover for overwhelm. And what's so Sneaky about this is my overwhelm doesn't look like what you would typically think of as overwhelm. So most people will never even sense that I am overwhelmed because again, it's no screaming, it's no crying, it's no yelling, it's no panicking, it's no wringing of hands. It is just me very simply and quietly quitting. I give up. I'm not doing that anymore. And I will have a whole list of reasons why. But up underneath all those reasons is really just a cover for the fact that I'm just overwhelmed. And so I had to recognize that and I had to alert my family to what the signs of me being overwhelmed looks like because my husband probably doesn't even remember the last time I was this overwhelmed. And my kids have never seen mama overwhelmed because I haven't been this overwhelmed since I brought the first one home from the hospital. So they don't even know what overwhelmed mama looks like. And so the learning here is that we have to be willing and open and self-aware enough 
to recognize the signs of overwhelm within ourselves and then be open enough to tell those people around us whom we trust what those signs look like so they can understand and correctly interpret our behavior and they can help us get back on track. So me coming face to face with overwhelmed me was a good experience because now I remember what that looks like. And I now can let those close to me know so they can help me and I am helping them be a help to me. So that's the first thing that I've learned about overwhelmed me. Second thing that I've learned about dealing with overwhelm is that we really do have to deal with fear. You know, over the years as a Christian, I've observed how people of faith handle fear and it's been interesting. What I have generally observed is we throw a scripture at it and duck. (laughs) We throw a scripture at fear and then duck, right? So we handle this in a way that I believe is very spiritually and emotionally unhealthy. And, and I know why we do it. We do it because we know that there are over 300, some people say 365 statements in the Bible where God says in some form, fear not. And so we realize that it's important that we not give in to fear. And we say there's a fear not for every day of the year. So no matter what you're facing, there's a fear not for it. And so when we get afraid and slap a fear not on it and we try to call it a day, But what you're finding is that that's really not working with coronavirus. We need to go a little bit deeper and, and we have to admit that we are afraid and we have to learn how to lean into the feeling of fear and acknowledge the value that fear signals without bowing down to it. And I know I just messed up a lot of people and I probably lost some of you. When I say we have to lean into and acknowledge fear, what do I mean by that? What fear means is I am facing something too big for me to surmount with my own resources. It's too overwhelming for me. It's too difficult for me to make my way through. It's too strong for me to deal with in my own strength. And so I have to acknowledge that. And when I recognize fear and call it what it is, I am not saying I don't trust God. I'm just simply saying this too much for me, y'all. I can't do this. This is too much. And if you think that admitting to feeling overwhelmed and afraid is unbiblical, then I would invite you to just spend some time reading the Psalms. There are so many unvarnished emotions in the Psalms, fear being one of them. And it's reassuring to know that God doesn't mind us taking some space to be human. But here's the thing. I have to process my fear in a way that acknowledges what I'm feeling without bowing down to what I'm feeling. So how do I know if I'm bowing down to fear? When I start letting fear dictate the moves that I make or don't make, when I have to consult my fear to get its approval before I make a decision, before I do something, before I take an action, when I make decisions in my business based on what my fear will or won't allow me to reach for When I start consulting my fear to get its approval before I tithe, when I start taking orders from my fear, that's when I'm bowing down. I'm a person of faith, so I'm not supposed to bow down to anything except Christ alone. And so once I acknowledge the fear 
And then I realize, wait a minute, I'm not processing this in the way that's healthy because I'm bowing down to this. Then I can do a few things to make sure I don't let fear start running me. So the first thing I do is I go back and look at what God told me. I go back and look at my goals for the year. This is why it's critical to pray about selecting and writing down your goals. You did write down your goals for the year, right? I go back and I look at my prayer journal where I wrote down daily what I felt God was speaking to my heart before the thing that has scared me popped up. So I go back to my prayer journal from January. I go back to my goals from November and December of last year before COVID-19 was even a thing in my world. So hopefully you are keeping a prayer or a meditation journal as well as writing down your goals. But by going back over your thinking, your reasoning, your impressions about what God was saying, by looking at the confidence you had before the crisis, you can help restore some objectivity and rationality and hope and perspective. Because those are the exact things, objectivity, rationality, hope, perspective. Those are the exact things that fear is trying to rob you of. And so when crisis strikes, you have to review in the night what God told you in the light. You have to know what God called you to and refresh yourself in that thing. You have to say to yourself, God, you told me this. And while coronavirus may have caught me by surprise, it didn't catch you off guard. So God, what you called me to do still stands. This crisis doesn't cancel what you called me to do. I just need you to give me some help now to show me how to do it in light of what we're facing. So again, the first thing I do is I got to go back and look at what God has said to me. And so once I've gone back and I've reviewed what I believe God has said and I've gotten myself refocused, my next step is to place what I believe God is still saying to me from that alongside a promise from God in his word related to that thing. So if I believe that God has told me a certain thing, I take a promise from the word of God in context that applies to that situation. And I begin to match those two up. And so in my prayer time, I'm praying about the goal and I'm speaking the word of God that he's given me around that. And I put those things prominently in writing somewhere where I can see it daily as a reminder. So right now I'm in my office recording this podcast and I'm looking at one of my walls and I have Galatians 6, 9 about don't get weary and well-doing. For if, if we are faithful and we don't faint, we're going to reap a harvest if, if we faint not. And so that is on my wall. I have scriptures on my wall to apply to the various goals and objectives that I have, because we've got to refresh ourselves, not only in what we thought God said, but what we know he's promised us in his word. And the third thing I, that I do is I recognize and I acknowledge that fear isn't a one and done kind of thing. I give myself the space to know that I'm going to have some good days and I'm going to have some not so good days. I am going to be more hopeful on some days than others. I have to acknowledge that I am not sister super Christian who can leap over a global pandemic in a single bound. What's most important isn't my mood or my feelings from moment to moment. What's most important is my decision to trust God and place my faith in him so that I can show up and face another day. And so far, I have made it through 100% of the days that I have showed up for, and so have you. So I hope this encourages you to deal with fear, to deal with overwhelm, 
in a sound and healthy biblical way so you can move forward through this or any other crisis. Listen, I'm praying for y'all. I hope that this has been a blessing. Y'all take good care and I'll see you at the top.